This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. To Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Tommy. And I'm Addie. And you're listening to Series 3, Episode 3, Familiar Territory. So let's start with some announcements. Um, first one's a big one. Guys, you liked us a hundred times on our Facebook page. We have a hundred people who have liked our Facebook page. Uh, it's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Woo. Um, we've been waiting for this moment, uh, watching it slowly creep its way up. And it finally hit a hundred uh, last week. So uh, in celebration of that, we're going to do something a little special for you guys. We are going to collect up as many past cast members as we can. Uh, to do a live stream of a home game uh, with all of us playing on our respective computers using Roll20.net. Date to be determined and system to be determined by you guys. We're going to put a poll on our Facebook page for you guys to answer the very important question of which system would you like to see us play most live on Roll20. So um, we're gonna that's going to go live today and it'll be open until October 31st, aka Halloween. And next week we're going to announce the system that you guys chose for us to play and when we're going to play and how you can watch us play. Uh, so definitely go to our Facebook page, like it if you haven't, because rewards, then also go and vote in our poll on our Facebook page. And after we play, uh, we will have a Q&A with whoever's uh, hanging out near the end of the game. Uh, so, you know, you can have some direct interaction with us uh, before we close out the stream. So add a little, uh, add a little bonus for, for, uh, for tuning in that day. But that's the only announcement we have. Uh, so let's move on in to words with the GM. Hi. Hi, GM. Hi. <laughs> um, this is words with the GM. Hi. Series three. Episode two, The Zexos. That was an interesting episode, or an interesting session to play in. Uh, lots of challenges. Yeah, it, it was really interesting because even though I had set, set up the Zaxos as um, sort of an environmental element and potential challenge, it wasn't something that I thought you guys were going to necessarily take on which is actually kind of a blessing in disguise because um, that's something that I try to do anyway, basically not have a plan for how to defeat a challenge or a bad guy. This way it's more open and you guys basically have free reign to come up with the plan that suits your role-playing. Uh, and I really, really like that. That's one of my favorite things to do as a GM that I don't always get to achieve. Yeah, that's kind of the way I uh, try to build almost every type of encounter or challenge. Apart from like a specific puzzle, uh, I, tr I don't really concern myself too heavily with uh, how uh, the players are going to uh, succeed. I let them figure that out, and I just try to come up with uh, creative and interesting challenges. Uh, and I, I think that's something that you uh, can do more easily 
the more you get a read on your players and the more you learn to trust your players. Uh, like you've played with all of us enough that uh, you can drop like a set piece like the Zaxos and be like, maybe they'll deal with it. Maybe they won't. I don't need to concern myself on how they're going to deal with it if they decide to, because I know that these guys will come up with something and I can work with that. Yeah. And I, uh, work with a lot of new game runners specifically for Dungeons and Dragons. And that's something that, um, puts them on the back foot more than anything else is not being prepared for when somebody does something creative that they haven't thought of. And it comes with time, but it also comes with sort of, you know, letting the players take the reins on the story. Right. Um, which is like, the whole deal with this right. whole system. If, if anything, this system plays to that uh, style of DMing much more than any other system I've dabbled with. Yeah, it's definitely um, proving ground as far as that goes. And and I actually think that's really good. Um, another reason why people should try more than one system and smaller systems because they they can give you things that maybe the main, like the top five don't have necessarily built in. Right. And you can learn things with every new system because one system might facilitate a style of gameplay that you haven't quite practiced yourself in. And then you can learn from that and carry that into the more complex, bigger systems. Um, and I think Uncharted Worlds is, is great for that. I've been GMing for a long time and this system and, you know, the few shadow run games that I've run and all the other things that I've run have definitely poured into my main outlet, which is Dungeons and Dragons, and have definitely, I think, improved my abilities as a GM in general. Um, I can't recommend, recommend it enough. And especially if you play mostly crunchy games, this is a great system to teach you how to get away from that, how to immerse yourself in the storytelling as it's going on, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and really give into that narrative play. Um, but uh, we forgot something last time we did Words with the GM. I have no idea what you're talking about. I didn't forget anything. You forgot. Apologies to all of you loyal listeners who have listened through multiple series and that last episode's Words with the GM was not your first Words with the GM. We forgot to do favorite parts. So... Uh, let's go ahead and do that right now, uh, about, uh, la the last episode, uh, the Zaxos. What was your favorite part as the GM? Um, my favorite part was actually, um, sort of coming up with an aspect of the Cozy Lingoa on the fly. Um, they were a race that I had very, um, sort of amorphous ideas about what I wanted them to be. Um, and then I just decided that, being a prey species, like panic is like their standard state of being. And so like when they relax, they don't know what to do. And so they just sort of like freeze. Um, <laughs> Anyone, any one of them who relaxes is supposed to freeze and be eaten so that they don't pass on the gene to be able to relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, that was just made even better by you guys. A, figuring it out, and B, Sean, out of character, saying <laughs> these people need to feel horrible about their world, and you're just the person to do it. Yeah. Um, Dorvin can definitely find something for you to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I really, 
that was very gratifying for me. I really liked that. Yeah, that was a fun aspect. Uh, it's cool that you made it up just like on the spot. So what was your favorite part? Uh, the exchange between uh, Steve and Tudge uh, when Steve climbs up the tree and is like, do you need these uh, fuses on multiple trees? And he's like, what fuse? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and just like the way Dan played that, uh, the good like role-playing moment, which uh, basically led up to the moment where he fucking <laughs> where he says, all right, Tudgy, it's better fucking work. <laughs> uh, was just like, I, I, when I was editing, I rolled around laughing at that moment. And then when I listened to the edited version, I laughed at that moment. Definitely my favorite part of this. Uh, I think uh, uh, the character work between uh, Armstrong and Tudge uh, is really great. And it's awesome because uh, Dan and Sean haven't played together before. So it's really great that they like just like locked into this immediate chemistry and like they're having all these awesome moments together. It's only episode two. Um, it's just, it's really exciting. I, I like, I like uh, chemistry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I actually would say that uh, I love the cast chemistry altogether. This episode is where the cast clicked and also where the gameplay started to click mm-hmm. uh so all over this was a really great you know evolution in in our playing ability yeah. of this system i think it's gonna it's gonna really like inform uh really good content coming up uh speaking of said good content uh we should move on into uh into the next episode but before we do um i need to let you the listener know uh, what the advancement conditions are for episode three. These are the story element triggers that if activated through gameplay, everyone gets an experience point to advance their character. So people will gain experience points in this upcoming episode if a life is saved or destroyed by science, a computer crash causes chaos, a perilous order is obeyed, and if... A bold act fails spectacularly. So uh, keep an eye out for those kind of uh, moments happening. Uh, and uh, don't be surprised if gameplay stops briefly as we all realize that one of these things happened and we all celebrate because our characters are leveling up. And with that, uh, let's move on in to Series 3, Episode 3, Familiar Territory. Enjoy! I am Captain Andalus Dorovin. Approximately 10 years ago, I was given command of the GBC patrol clipper designation Pixis. My father, who happens to be the Nyloth High Counselor, was less than pleased at my decision to stray away from the political legacy I was born into. I willingly left the burdens of fundraisers and backroom dealings to my sister and enlisted as soon as I was of age. I believe in a ship with clearly defined rules and protocols. Galactic Battle Command's standardized procedures exist for a reason and therefore should be respected and observed. However, a good captain selects a crew that can compensate for his own shortcomings. As such, I have handpicked an unlikely bunch of officers to serve by my side. They may require official reprimands on a regular basis, but I would lay down my life for them in an instant, should the situation arise. Though, as a Nyloth, I naturally view any situation that devolves into violence as a failure of some degree, so let's hope it never comes to that. Hi, Lieutenant Nashikali Hasha reporting, pilot of the GBC Pixis. 
I was raised aboard the orbital station Hephaestus, descended from the comms officer on the Technoka 2. The military definitely wasn't my first career choice. It wasn't really a choice at all. See, I'm pretty susceptible to suggestions, so when an old station friend of mine called up with a job offer, I didn't think to ask too many questions. Turns out, stealing a jump code and trying to make an unapproved jump is very, very illegal. Lucky for me, the officer that caught me offered me a decision. Prison or go to the academy. Captain Dorvin saw my flight record and scooped me up just after graduation, and I've been flying this bird ever since. Name's Master Chief Steve Armstrong. Growing up on Titan, you learn real quick that it's a shiv or be shivved world there. Only way to survive is be faster than the other guy. Them's the kind of skills that got me picked up by the Seoul military. Trained me to travel the stars, meet important people, and kill them. Did that for quite a while, until I had the opportunity to transfer to Galactic Battle Command. Took the chance to get out of the life of violence and make a new start for myself. Serving aboard the GBC Pixis may not be as exciting as being a black ops assassin, but it pays the bills and is a hell of a lot safer. Most of the time. Instead of trying to kill everyone I meet, my official duties now include making sure all the marines are ready for a fight, onboard security, and keeping track of all the liquor consumed in the ship's lounge. Captain even entrusted me with his knockout toxin should he ever fall into a murderous Nyloth battle rage. Unofficially, don't ask me what I do on this ship. Uh, my name is Major Araman Touch, head engineer for the GBC Pixis. I left Maba on my Fora homeworld on a mining ship when I was just a pup, with dreams of romance and discovery among the stars. What I mostly got was seven years of indentured servitude in the engine room, but then I escaped to join Galactic Battle Command, whose academy taught me real astronautic engineering with the occasional foray into doomed romance. After graduation, I served on a dreadnought until my old academy buddy, Andalith Dorovan, became captain of his own ship and asked me to engineer for him. The idea of soaring through the sector with a friend by my side, meeting new people and doing some good? It just makes my big dillo heart flutter. And who knows, maybe somewhere out there in the cold vacuum of space, there's a burning star of love for Araman Tudge. The crew of the Pixis, uh, having been dispatched to bring their science team to the Kozilingoa homeworld as the first science team allowed on the new species, Nexus species uh, planet, aided the Cozy Lingoa's plight uh, by capturing the Zaxos, a monstrosity and the apex predator of the planet, uh, having successfully secured the science team's safety and the uh, Zaxos and releasing the control over the Zaxos to the Cozy Lingoa, the crew of the Pixis now stands ready to move forward on their mission. What do you do? Well, a considerable amount of paperwork needs to be done. Um, first off, uh, we do need to report back to the Nexus about the change in the Kozilun Goa environmental structure. Um, I also need to uh, report the improvised use of the highly regulated uh, toxin that was requested specifically to uh, induce a sleep-like state if I ever were to go into a, a battle rage. Um, instead, we used it to knock out the Zaxos. So I need to report that and request more uh, to have in our stock. And then I need to uh, 
make sure that uh, GBC uh, agrees or approves uh, that we leave the the science crew to their uh, devices um, and uh, we continue on our patrol. So that will take me a few days. <laughs> well, I heard there's a barbecue going on at the president's house. Yeah, we could go to a barbecue. <laughs> I mean, I like food. Food's great. We're the first outsiders to ever be allowed on this planet anyway. We've got so much to experience. So barbecue then, yeah? Barbecue it is. Does anyone know how to get to the president's house? Well, we have their number. We could probably <laughs> call them up and get directions. All right, show call up the president. Ding, ding. <laughs> oh, Miss President. Ding, 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 ding. Hello? Hi. Hi, how are you, kid? Hello. Hey, this is this is uh this is Lieutenant Hasha. Uh can I can I talk to your mom? No. <laughs> oh, how how come? Hmm. Because you don't want to get her for me? Yeah. Ah, that's okay. I understand. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that good, huh? No. 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 How come? Because. You don't like to talk a lot, do you, little fella? I like to talk. You just ask easy questions. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Big, smart little girl, aren't you? I'm a boy. Are there multiple children that like to answer the phone? No. What? Okay. I guess I just remembered wrong. Anyway, so where's your mom, kid? Not here. Not here at home? Oh, wait. She's in the shower. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him for directions. <laughs> well, do you think you could tell us where, where your house is? We want to... Or in the trees. Hey, Hasha, you want to give me the comic? All right, all right. Here's uh, here's uh, Chief Armstrong. Okay, bye. Uh, hey there, kid. Is Ralph there? Yeah. Keep put Ralph on. <laughs> oh. It's all right. You, uh, me and Ralph go way back. Okay. I'm a girl. He's just wrong. <laughs> what? I was right the first time then. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Ralph, it's Steve. Hey. So uh, we heard you're having a barbecue, and uh, we were going to come on out as a uh, diplomatic envoy to the barbecue. Sure. <laughs> can, you, uh, can you tell us how to get there? Yeah, it's the tallest tree. But Our then you got to climb up and inside. Not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem for who? We got a shuttle. <laughs> we can fly. Yeah, oh, we can fly. All right, Ralph. We'll be there soon. Cool. Right on. <laughs> and I hang up. Is uh, is Mabel around? I'm right here. Jesus, Mabel. <laughs> you gotta say something. <laughs> oh yeah, gee, if only, if only, you know, people who snuck around and were went unnoticed would, would say something about when they were around. Herman, I have no idea what you're talking about. I know. Mabel, you want to go to a barbecue? <gasps> yeah. All right, everybody, let's go to a barbecue. All right, so you guys go to the barbecue. Yeah. All right. Uh, cozies mainly eat bugs. Mm. That's all right. I'm from Titan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not exactly sure how Tudge is going to fit in the tree uh, because the door is actually smaller than he is. He you could fit if he could get inside, but... Tudge, this seems like a conundrum for the ages. <laughs> I could maybe put some modifications on this door. 
Tudge, it ain't my house. <laughs> I don't know if they, it doesn't look like they have a backyard because it's a tree. <laughs> we could, uh, we could bring a plate out to you. You could eat out here. Yeah, yeah I could put the shuttle in park. It'd be like a whole nother room. Yeah, that sounds fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you guys go in and you hang out with all of the cozies. I occasionally poke my nose in through the front door. Uh, like, How's it going in here? Uh, one of the cozies, a really small one, comes up to you. Hi. Hello. Oh, it's you. It's a... No. I'll get it eventually, I'm sure. <laughs> uh-huh. Are you going to eat those bugs? Uh, maybe this one. I nibble one of the bugs, but you can have the rest. Okay. And, oh. and then takes like half of the last one and puts it on the top of your head and runs away. <laughs> I, I, I look at it <laughs> and I like try to shift my face. But it's stuck in the door. <laughs> well, I guess this is my life now. Uh, yeah, so they're all there. If you want to talk to them, you can. Otherwise, uh, you have a nice bug-eating party. And then uh, they all pray before they eat. Um, but their prayer is like really like the Who's in Whoville. Sort of like Dahu <laughs> uh, Doring. Yeah. Um, and then they just sort of like party. The little kids like scare each other and then run away and they <laughs> think like that's the best. <laughs> so is there any kind of city or is it just like a bunch of like houses and trees basically? Yes. Yeah, so they hollow out the inside of oh, the trees yes. okay. and live in there with like doors that only open outward. So the predators generally can't get in. Oh, neat. Any like... Interesting assessments I can make about cozy Lingoa culture? Sure. Expertise. Yeah. Eleven. All right. Uh, so your um, general impressions about them needing to be like in a semi-anxious state at all times um, is accurate. Um, you also know that they're uh, religious... Uh, rituals are not like you choose whether or not you believe it. You like they believe it first. Like no one gets out of believing it. Um, so you you definitely earn a data point on their culture. Hooray. Uh, and also it looks like even though she's called the president, she's like hyper accessible. So it doesn't really seem like they have the sort of kill uh, gene as far as like. They don't assume violence is coming at them from their compatriots. Thanks to my education skill, when I gain a data point, each ally present or involved, you guys present or involved at this barbecue, yeah. also Hell gets yeah. one data point. I'm going to tell you all of my observations whenever you come even remotely <laughs> near the doorway. <laughs> hey guys, did you notice this? The barbecue wraps up at some point, and uh, what do you do now? Well, I guess we head back to the shuttle, yeah, make I our can, way back to the ship. I, I guess our job is technically done. <laughs> Good job, you guys. Let's go. Thanks so much for the bugs. Yeah, they were pretty good bugs. Thank you. Touch, what are you doing with dessert on your head? And I, I take it and I... <laughs> I like, you take it and I open my mouth and you eat it and I just close <laughs> my mouth immediately. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing. I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> 
is it standard procedure that I would leave the Marines I command with the science team? Uh, you would probably leave a small contingent with them. All right, and then whoever's there with them at the moment will stay, and the dumbasses who touch the plants after explicit instructions not to recuperate in medbay will stay on the ship. <laughs> so you'll leave uh, four of your um, men with the uh, scientists, and then four will come with you wherever you go. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, yeah, so what do you guys do? What did... Uh Galactic Battle Command say, um, uh, no further orders in this uh, on this planet for us? Uh, no, as long as the area is secured and the science team is safe, to the best of your ability, you may move freely about your sector, resuming your original mission parameters. All right. Um, so uh, said- you can report to um, the uh, space station located in Quadrant 402. Uh, to pick up your requisitioned toxin. Ah. That's that's just a space station? Is there anything else of note there? There are two space stations. Uh, one is um, abandoned, for lack of a better word, and the other is, uh, is, is a mining station, so it was uh, it's highly populated. Oh, boy. Mining brings back the old days. Lieutenant Hasha set a course for Quadrant 402. Yes, Captain. Uh, we're going to be docking at the space station there uh, to retrieve some supplies. Back on patrol. Major Tudge, if I could see you in my quarters before liftoff. Uh, yes, Captain. Am I in trouble? I walk into my quarters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> oh, see you guys later, maybe. <laughs> I, I follow. I follow. Uh, you walk in, I'm uh, already sitting behind my desk. <laughs> <laughs> Not behind the desk! <laughs> uh, with a, with a, you know, uh, I, I guess the chair off to the side so you can stand at the, <laughs> on the other side of my desk because you can't really sit. <laughs> well, well I, I walk up to it and I'm, I'm looking at the desk. So yeah. I have to, like, kind of, like, scrabble up and, like, <laughs> kind of be at an angle and, like, rest my hands on the edge of your desk and, like, put my chin down on them. <laughs> You're like... So, uh, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> I'd like to, uh, make a point on, uh, your actions the other day. When, uh, I clearly set a course of action for this ship where we were going to follow the standard procedure and we were going to let the Kozaloon Goa military follow their protocols as they see fit and not interpose our own, uh, ideas on them. Uh, yeah? You then directly disobeyed me and approached the emissary on your own and suggested a different course of action. I did, Captain. Your input was very much appreciated. And I reach down uh, under the desk and pull out like a, a bottle of like um, Captain's whiskey uh, and uh, a Nyloth-sized glass and a uh, Myfora-sized glass. I drink out of a bucket. Okay, so not a Myfora-sized glass, just a slightly larger glass. Uh, I pour a little drink for both of us and I go, I hope you feel comfortable to air your ideas with me whenever you see fit. Uh, I, I clink the glass as gently as possible, and I say, thank you, Captain. Uh, you know, for, for a fellow all about protocol, you sure do have some surprises left in you. And I take the drink, <laughs> and I go, now prepare for takeoff, Major. As you say, Captain. <laughs> Captain, ready for takeoff. Excellent. Major Tudge, engineering look all right? 
Oh, well, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I interrupted you writing in your journal. <laughs> Today I learned all about the cozy Lungoa. <laughs> yes, everything is in order here. Everything is screwed to the appropriate screws. Excellent. Uh, take it away, Lieutenant Hasha. And we're off. <laughs> sure, I'm going to need a shields roll. Oh, right. The toxic atmosphere. Uh, hang on. Let me put my journal down. <laughs> uh, eight. So the ship actually suffers a bit of acid damage to the hull. Guys, we're hitting a heavy patch. But it is uh, easily repaired. It won't even take a roll to repair it. It will just take some effort. You know what? I, like I can get out there and replace it. Can, I wouldn't even can, worry about it. Can you? I mean, I always appreciate not having to go out in zero grav, but... Yeah, Tudge, listen. I know you die when you step out in space, even with a space suit. <laughs> well, not if I wear my special suit. That's the one child. that squeezes me like it's giving me a nice hug all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could do it if you want. I'm just offering to help you out. It's not like I have a whole lot to do most well, days. I, I already got into the suit, but, you know, I like wearing it. <laughs> so, yeah. I think you look quite fetching in the suit. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Touch. <laughs> yeah, no, by all means, you can go out there. All right, so I get in the, the EVA suit to do the repairs, and I spray paint Thunderbird on the side. <laughs> sure. Um, I am going to have to have all of you roll cramped quarters. That's good. What's the, uh, Actually, what's the stat on cramped quarters? Uh, there is no stat. There is no uh, stat. But we'd get a plus two because we have the bar, which makes it a lot easier for us to spend time together. It's plus two? It's plus but, two. but you pick a you pick a character before you roll, right? Yeah. Okay. I choose Hasha. <laughs> so you each independently get to... So you can choose okay. each other, or you can choose, like, that, or you can choose an NPC. Um, it's up to you who you uh, choose. I'd probably actually spend the most time with Hasha on the bridge during the trip, so... Remind me what the uh, the outcomes are for cramped quarters, because that's going to uh, affect on my On a 10 plus, describe how the two of you bonded over the past few days. On a 7 to 9, reveal the answer to their question about an aspect of yourself or your past. Uh, on a 6 or less, describe what caused the newest hurt feelings or bad blood between you. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, show's going to go with Captain Andalith. Captain Thorfinn. And, and Bad blood. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. My first name. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Exo Manny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, starting with Captain. Um, I got to 10. So uh, describe how the two of you bonded over the past few days. I believe we, we, uh, we solidified our, our uh, distaste for the, uh, the interface of the, <laughs> of the console. <laughs> uh, a couple of times I tried to help with navigation yep. and, and it didn't go very well. And then mm -hmm. you tried to fix it and it didn't go very well. And we just both were like, man, this, this thing is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I use... Uh Oh, calibrations? Can that be part of it? Can we have tried to calibrate it? Recalibration? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So it's 11. So uh, what does calibrations do? 
Uh, make get involved with um, okay. like a banked get involved. He's got a free yeah. get involved, yeah, at, at eleven, which is great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so then let's go with touch. Oh, uh, I got a six. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess I had. I guess like I was coming up to like talk to everyone, and I had some calibrations on that console. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, uh. Who who got who got rid of all my calibrations and, and upgrades here? Uh, oh oh uh, sorry, we were just having trouble with the with the console, and so I recalibrated it for for myself. Oh, I I didn't know I I, I it was just no, it's fine. It was acting a little touchy when we were getting we were able to get to what we were trying to get to do. Yeah, it, it's okay. I, I understand. Not everybody. It's not good for. For everybody, I guess, uh, I'll to, use the, to use the uh, floor keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> I tried typing with my feet. I'm just not not dexterous enough with them. I don't understand. <laughs> All right, Hasha? Uh, Hasha got a seven. Um, okay. Reveal or discover the answer to uh, their question about an aspect of yourself or your past. Ooh. So, Captain, you get to ask a question about Hasha's past. So I suppose while we were doing recalibrations, uh, it brought up some memories while you're uh, on about your your time when you grew up on the space station. Uh, sure. And uh, I I suppose I Captain he wouldn't directly ask this, but what he does learn is what uh what made you leave the space station? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, just a. General feeling of cramp. Have you ever been stuck in a place and you just haven't been able to get out of it, and you need to get out? Um, no, I don't think I've felt that before. Oh, that's that good for you because that's all the space station is. You know, just a floating jail, pretty much. Uh, you didn't have a good time there. I mean, I, I had an all right time, but mostly it was when I was trying to get <laughs> get out of there. Um, there's there was one time that I uh, actually used this weird little contraption built by some of my friends to shoot myself out into space, and uh, it didn't, you know, end up okay. I got rescued, but. The ship, or I guess you couldn't even call it that, kind of disintegrated. So I'm, uh, I just, just trying to get out of, get out of jail, pretty much. Seems to be a running theme with you. <laughs> well, that's what the military is for—is to keep me out of jail so far and to keep me away from, you know, those who are out to get me. Uh, excuse me. What? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. All right. Well, I'm going to pull this wire here, so let's just see what happens. All right. <laughs> uh, Steve. All right, so I got a five. <laughs> oh, shh. And I spray-painted Thunderbird on the side of the <laughs> ship. Uh, and Manny did not like that. That is against regulations. So he had me go out there and scrub it off. And I just spray-painted Thunderbird in bigger letters. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he hates you now. <laughs> he oh. hated me anyway. Okay. Uh, so your... Um, Two weeks pass, and you arrive at the um, Ukron space station, uh, passing by the Drachma on your way. The Drachma? Mm-hmm. That's the other space station. Ah, the abandoned one. Yes. The This uh, mining station, uh, do I know who it's owned by? Uh, it's owned by a subsidiary of the one that you previously worked for. Oh, the Shining Core Mining Core. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Great, but just a subsidiary, you know, just uh, owned by them. That's fine, unlike me. Uh, this is 
Captain Andalus Dorvin of the GVC Pixis uh, requesting permission to dock. Who? Captain Dorvin of GBC Pixis. I have uh, cargo I've requisitioned waiting for me. Oh, well, 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 well. Yeah, all right. Come on through. Did I just get buzzed into his face? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Captain. Looks like we're good to go. Uh, show, I guess, enters whatever port opens up for our ship. Sure. While we're here, uh, feel free to grab whatever supplies uh, befit your station. Um, also, anything we need to repair the shuttle. Well, every, all, all the parts of the shuttle are still here. It's just a matter of uh, screwing them back on. Yeah, I'll do that. All right. Uh, Major Tudge, uh, see to the shuttle. I'm going to go to the quartermaster. We shouldn't be here for too long. Just a quick refueling station. Hosh, I assume you have that under control. Yes, Captain, absolutely. I'll hang out here with the maintenance crew. And I go to the acquisitions office. So the space station is made up of concentric rings. The center ring is actually where the drill for the mining company is. Um, And the uh, acquisitions office is in the third ring from the center where it is considered low gravity. Can I help you? Yes, I am Captain Andalith Dorvin of the GBC Pixis. Uh, I believe you have some cargo waiting for me. Yeah, uh, it's the Nyloth stuff. I mean, you're the only Nyloth, so that makes sense. I don't know why. Okay, yeah. Is this a human I'm speaking to? or? Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, sign here. I do so. 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 This is the... Uh, this is the uh, cautionary uh, details. Uh, do you need a copy? No, I'm familiar with them intimately. Okay, uh, <laughs> please sign here that you refuse the cautionary details. I do that. Sign here. I do that. Sign here. I do that. Initial here. I do that. All right. <laughs> Bureaucracy. <laughs> uh, here you go. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, uh, do you need the key? To? The case? Yes. All right, sign here. <laughs> I do that. All right. Here you go. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Bye. <laughs> I'd like to imagine that was legitimately a pleasure for you. It was. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> initials, yes. Uh, and I uh, make my way back to the ship unless I see something interesting along the way. I was going to say, while we're here, I was going to get out and stretch my legs and you know, walk around, get away from Manny. <laughs> You know, just, you know, spend a little time away from the folks that I just spent two weeks in cramped quarters with. <laughs> Certainly there's a bar you can go to. I don't know. I'm just going to wander, see where see where it takes me, see what I run into, see if I find something. I don't know. I mean, it, does this... I assume this place is uh, much better off than Titan, yeah? Yes. But there's a seedy underbelly somewhere. This is mostly seedy underbelly. <laughs> I feel right at home. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna find find a bar that uh, the bar that most reminds me of Titan. Sure, it's called the Angry Shiv. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know this was a chain. <laughs> uh, it is a very small bar. Uh, it's very cold. Um, you've noticed that there's a lot of temperature fluctuations from one ring to the next, um, and uh, it's almost exclusively human. All right, yeah, I'll order a drink. Okay, what kind of drink? Uh, I'll, I'll tell bartender, give me the house special. And he hands you some clear liquid. <laughs> All right, good enough. Uh, I'll drink it, take take a look around. Uh, it burns. I mean, generally it's supposed to. A lot. More than it should? Probably. Uh, 
It feels like if it continues to burn at this rate for more than a couple of minutes, you might die. Okay, so it's a lot like Titan. <laughs> I'll, ke- I'll keep that monitored. <laughs> Is there anyone gambling in this bar? Um, yeah. All right. Uh, if there's a uh, if there's a card game, I'll I'll sit down and join. Okay, sure. You do. Are you going to try to cheat your way through it? Uh, if it seems necessary, I might. But at this point, I'll probably just play it straight. Okay. Wait, can I tell if everyone else is cheating? <laughs> um, roll an assessment. Uh, is that with expertise? Yes. That's an 11? Everyone here is cheating and not just at the bar. <laughs> this is a great place. <laughs> then yes, I will cheat my way through. Okay, uh, roll, um, influence. That is an eight. Okay, so you um, win, but uh, there's a cost. What would that cost be? Well, I win, but I'm used to I'm used to more of the sort of sleight of hand, and uh, you know, beating people up sort of clandestine behavior. I'm not really used to the talking my way through things, so I win, and I'm real excited. But, uh, you know, I maybe let it slip that perhaps, you know, I mean, it's crazy how all y'all are cheating and I still managed to out cheat you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I need you to brace for impact. <laughs> all right. That's a 12. All right. You duck as a beefy swing comes swinging at your skull. Just like Titan. I hit him back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, launch assault. That is an 11. Okay. Um, You win. How do you do that? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So it's been a long time since I had to do this. But he takes a swing at me. I duck. And it's like in uh, Born Identity (laughs) (laughs) when all of a sudden his instincts kick in. And I duck. And it's like I'm right back in Seoul military taking people out. And, you know, I'll give him a couple quick jabs to the stomach. Get him a chop in the neck and a straight punch to the face, and he goes down like a sack of bricks. Cool. <laughs> Anyone else? No. <laughs> All right, y'all have a good night. And I, <laughs> I toss, uh, you know, ten percent of my winnings back on the table. <laughs> okay. My head back to the Pixis. A little bit richer, a little bit drunker, and a lot happier. <laughs> oh boy. You see as a as a, a deck crew from the station is washing off the Thunderbird sign. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Chief Armstrong. Captain Dorman. I believe I don't need to tell you again that graffiti on the side of the ship, any customization of any kind on a military vessel is strictly prohibited. I do not know what you're talking about, Captain. You know damn well what I'm talking about. And... I size you up and I see like your bloody like knuckle or like (laughs) (laughs) and what business did you have on the station? I joined a friendly game of cards and they were displeased with my victory. I did not throw the first punch. And it ended clean? Yeah. Then get aboard. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I also I I also give you uh, the um, toxin. All right. I promise not to use this to knock out a giant monster. <laughs> it wasn't the worst use of it. It just is not the required use for it. No, I understand, Captain. 
I nod and go aboard, do some stuff in my quarters. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anything else? It takes a couple hours to refuel, so you guys have a little bit more time. There is one more thing. <laughs> is there a bookstore on the ship or on the station? Sure. There's sure, they, sure. Yeah. All right. I want to find the trashiest romance novel that I know Tudge does not have. <laughs> uh, so you're gonna have to look for it, okay? Because he has a quite of a large collection. I know that. Uh, so you can roll barter. So you have money. So let's say you have a plus one in money. All right, I'm rolling money. <laughs> that is oh, that's a six. So you uh, find it, um, but. Uh, you take a second to think about whether you want to get it or not. It is a book that uh, has some dubious stains on it. (laughs) Uh, And the contents are very odd. Based on, well, I guess I'll ask this to you, Tudge. Based on what I know, of your personal library's contents. How odd are the contents of your personal library? Uh, it depends how odd you think the romantic customs and traditions of pretty much every culture in galactic space are. All right, I buy the book. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. It takes all of your money. That's fine. Um, so I'm in the, I'm in like the shuttle bay, the dock, and I'm screwing this armor plating back on, mm-hmm. and the little plastic baggie full of screws that uh, um, that Steve gave me mm-hmm. does not have all the screws. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I figure, I guess I need some scrap metal anyway, so I don't have to harvest the ship. Did we happen to pick up any cargo uh, or, or local resources from the cozy homeworld that we could possibly trade uh, that I could, like, get a permit to trade here um you don't have anything from the cozy homeworld as that was expressly forbidden uh what you do have are rations um anything that you would have that's your personal belongings and or you could sell a certain number of rations okay i think i think i'm gonna go with like i'm gonna pull some rations i'm gonna like call the um my least favorite books <laughs> and the wrench I get the least use out of. <laughs> and I'm going to try and, and, and pick up some scrap metal and extra screws on the size I need. Sure. So um, you can go ahead and roll barter as well. Yeah. Uh, you're looking for scrap metal and you're trading thing, items of use. So you will get a plus two. Ooh. So I'm, I'm reluctantly going on to this space station. Uh, I've got an eight. Okay. Um, so you get what you want. You get some scrap metal. But the uh, legality of the sale is super dubious. Sure. <laughs> I guess I should have expected that. <laughs> so like at the end of the sale, I'm like, Hey, um, I notice your storefront is like very, how shall I say, mobile? <laughs> <laughs> Are you, is this, is this allowed? 
Do you want it to be allowed? Yes. Then it's allowed. Okay, great. Thanks for the medal. <laughs> yeah, you didn't give her me. <laughs> See, wheels off. Uh, I I I go back to the the dock, looking like at the panels on the walls for like any loose screws or places where like metal was ripped out. Like just like totally paranoid the whole way back. Sure. <laughs> uh, I do very sneakily. Leave Tudge's new book on top of his bookshelf. <laughs> okay. Ready for takeoff, Captain? Excellent. Um, do we have a set patrol? No. All right, then uh, check the GBC uh, flags for anything in our quadrant that we should be taking care of. Iota, is there anything nearby? Lieutenant, there is 17 items of note nearby. What uh, are you looking for? Well, let's zoom in on Sector 501 there, um, or Quadrant 501. It's right nearby. We're going to see if there's anything in the neighborhood. Quadrant 501, according to <laughs> Tud- Tudgy over there. Tud- Tudgy, you have some something of interest that you're trying to check out? Uh, no, I just thought we should scan, you know, nearby quadrants first. That, that does make sense. Quadrant 501 contains two breathable planets. One is, has a thin atmosphere and is cold. The other has a breathable atmosphere and houses millions of individuals. Any GBC military flags of note? No, only that three ships have gone missing in the past four galactic months. In that quadrant alone? Yes. Oh, that this sounds is patrol-worthy. Outs- this is not outside the standard deviation for this sector, as Tenreki pirates have populated the sector, as you and I have known for quite some time, due to reports from Galactic Battle Command. Let's uh, pass through that sector and, uh, and just see if everything's squared away. Maybe we can catch one of these pirate ships and... and Pirate sector, Captain. We're going to go after Tenraki pirates? If need be, yes. If they're attacking civilians, they need to be brought to justice. Okay. Yes, Captain. Now, I just want to throw it out here. Were we to not look like a military ship, it would be easier to catch pirates. Like, say, cover up GBC Pixis with something else. Perhaps another name of a ship. A different name. Maybe Thunderbird. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. Thank you for your input, Chief. Uh, right. Go ahead and set a course for uh, Quadrant 501. Yes, Captain. On the way now, Captain. And we just kind of do like a standard patrol around the planets there, around the trading routes, that kind of thing. What? Where'd this book come from? <laughs> <laughs> um, analysis shows that most ships are civilian and smaller ships. Only one Class 2 ship has gone missing. All others have been class one or smaller. Is there um, a specific area where these ships go missing? It is diffuse throughout the quadrant. Would you like me to search for a pattern? Uh, yes, please, Iota. Cool. Roll interface. Me? Can I have someone else do it? Can I d- <laughs> yes, you're the captain. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going to delegate that to, uh, <laughs> to Steve. Uh, as he may be able to lend certain input that others might not. <laughs> All right, so it's a 10 total, but I did want 
to try and dig around in IOTA's systems and get access for myself to the camera feeds and those logs. <laughs> so while I'm in there helping to construct this search pattern, I'm also working on that. Uh, so you can succeed at one, no holds barred, and succeed at the other with a choice or cost. All right. I get access to the camera feeds <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. and those logs. Uh, and the other one, uh, it does find a pattern, but it turns out that the pattern indicates based on the ships that have been taken uh, that they are capable of building like a significantly stronger warfare vessel using the parts of the ships they've taken and given the area they're in, it's likely that they have some kind of uh, previously unknown space station that they're operating out of yeah so there there's a there's a point that they're all that they're always coming from and returning to and the ships that they're attacking uh specifically like those ships if you combine their parts right it's like a merchant <laughs> vessel carrying you know an experimental core and you know uh, <laughs> a slightly larger military vessel that is otherwise unimportant but you know has some weapon systems that paired with that core are now mighty effective and do you have a relative Estimation of where the station might be hiding? Well, I can give you a rough rough idea, and I, I point out the, the area of space that uh, it seems that the ships are leaving from and heading back to. Would you please engage the cloaking device? And, Lieutenant Harsha, let's stealthily get our eyes on that sector. Slowly and surely, Captain, you got it. Um, so Harsha's going to, like aim the ship in that general direction and then basically like cut us down to only essential energy so that we don't have too much of a read and so we're not so we're not easy to track. Sure. Uh it actually turns out to be the free floating station, the Drachma. Great. Wait a minute. In the other <laughs> Weren't sector? we just here? <laughs> in the in the other uh so they've been operating out of there then? Seems to be. Do you uh, think they have any connection with the uh, the mining company? They may have a connection with the mining company, or they may be greasing the right palms to uh, operate without reports. Well, I look forward in, uh, to uh, taking this uh, this pirate scourge down, then. Would you like to scan them and see if we can get a readout on that base, see if there's any heat signatures coming from any particular location, perhaps where their quarters are? Uh, it would be my pleasure. Iota, will you please initia uh, initialize scanners? Initializing scanners. Cool. Oh, finally. An 11. <laughs> <laughs> I do the thing. All right, you get a data point on the drachma. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, you know pretty much everything. The most interesting thing is that it doesn't seem to be filled with air. It seems to be filled with some sort of engineered biohazardous air... That's like corrosive, invasive, generally like inhospitable. There are heat signatures diffused throughout. Uh, they seem to be moving regularly or like, you know, no like rushing or running or anything. Uh, your search also pings up a, a, uh, uh, the history of the drachma, which was the, um, it was a um, human vessel that was retrofitted into a space station. Um, the core, uh, it was a colony. 
that was supposed to be uh, circulating over the um, Karmani uh, planet in the other sector. And uh, the colony failed for unknown reasons, and the core was jettisoned, and um, pretty much everybody died. Or did they? Uh, I share all this history with the crew, and thanks to my education ability, I do a little lecture, and everybody gets a data point on the drachma. So I'm, I'm getting a read on uh, a toxic habilitation protocol inside the drachma, uh, but I, there are still active heat signatures moving around uh, all reads as life forms hanging out in a corrosive, invasive, engineered toxin. Um, I don't like the looks of it, Captain. We can't, from these readouts, determine the size of these life forms, right? Um, well, they're fitting in the hallways, so it's not going to be they're... anything. It's not a bunch of um, mifora and or daisies. They're, uh, they're <laughs> regular esque. My guess, given the history of the drachma, would be that they're humans, but they they must either have incredible Habsuit technologies or some kind of mutation, perhaps, that well, allows only, them to survive. The only in species I can think of that could survive in a, in a environment like that would be the Loelowen, or more lollies. commonly referred to as lollies, yes. Uh, I got a question. How long ago did this human colony fail? Uh, it's not entirely documented because everybody was assumed dead, but well, basically within, 25, within a 25-year span of 100 to 125 years ago. All right, so... Here's my question. We've got a human ship turned colony filled with what is apparently an engineered corrosive biotoxin over a failed human colony. Now, my background is in, uh, let's say, less than scrupulous human military operations. <laughs> do I have any knowledge of this sort of thing? Uh, and do I think that this is perhaps a sole military black ops site? If you want that to be your data point, it can be. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, so I spend my data point. Yes. All right. Is that I know that for sure, or I have an inkling, or like how much about this particular site do I know? You don't know anything about this particular site. Uh, it, it is a carbon copy of the station that floats above Titan. All right, y'all. Uh, I have some information to share that I cannot tell you how I know. <laughs> <laughs> Big surprise, Steve. Don't worry about it. Uh, these are not pirates. Then what are they? Uh, this is uh, Seoul Military. This is a black ops station. Those are highly, highly trained human militaries, uh, military officers on there. Uh, I have no idea what they're doing out here. But you can bet your ass that a biotoxin was engineered by Seoul Military. Then how are they surviving inside? Well, no doubt they've got uh, the hab suits to, to weather it. Well, why would they want to live in those conditions? And why is Seoul Military still active in this sector? And presumably attacking civilian ships? Listen, I ain't been part of that game for quite some time now, but I recognize a station like this when I see one. What kind of danger do they pose to the surrounding planets and ships passing by? Well, obviously they're taking ships passing by, so they're dangerous. As for planets, 
I guess that uh, that sort of depends on what they're out here for in the first place. Given they're sitting in a station filled with uh, engineered corrosive biotoxin, uh, it's nothing good. This is something that needs to be reported to GBC immediately, but only after we fully confirm. I suppose that's true. So, Lieutenant Hasha. Yes, Captain. Uh, do you believe you can approach this uh, station and move the ship directly next to it without making our presence known, as long as our cloaking device is active? Oh, we're already doing it, Captain. We'll be pretty much right next to him. Perfect. Major or er, uh, Chief Armstrong, given that you have the, uh, the knowledge on a vessel like this, I'd like you to go out, move yourself from our ship to the, uh, to the base, and to the base covertly, and get some sort of photographic evidence or tangible evidence that can link this directly to the Seoul military. From there, we can contact GBC and uh, shut the site down. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Hasha, approach at your discretion. Yes, Captain. Tudge, I'm going to need your help uh, outfitting a hab suit to deal with that biotoxin. I can see what I can do. Please and thank you. <laughs> Roll crafts. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get involved. And... Meanwhile, I, uh, I talk to the, uh, or I go on the, uh, the general comms and let the, uh, the crew know what's going on. Sure. I've got, I've got nine on patch up. My get involved does not help. <laughs> okay. Um, so you uh, successfully add an attribute to the hab suit at a cost. Okay. Uh, so I can, I can uh, protect it from corrosion and invasion. I can let you breathe. But you've got an hour? Well, if I'm there longer than an hour, we got bigger problems. <laughs> uh, so Hasha's, um, I, I'm guessing she's navigating by like air release rather than actual yep. thrusters or anything like that. And so she's pretty much aiming for right underneath um, by uh, strategically releasing airs from various locks. Um, so she's heading right for below, uh, trying to find like a heat exhaust for Steve to climb on up. Sounds good to me. Uh, Iota, is there any chance there's an onboard computer, uh, on this station that you can help me patch into? Potentially, yes. Can we look for that? Yes. Go ahead and roll. Seven. All right. Uh, so you make the assessment that there is, in fact... Uh, computer on the other side. Um, they, I think they get a blip that lets them know there's a computer on the other side, too. Yes. So um, you uh, get your access, like access is granted. The system is now open to you for interface base motives okay. and moves. Um, but your breach is absolutely detected. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and... Um, yeah, you're, you are detected. The clock is ticking. All, All right. right. Uh, so here's what I imagine. So they know that someone is there. Uh, I think their computers detected us. So here's what I imagine. I'm going out the airlock on my way to the heat exhaust as that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, can I, can I like, make sure there's no exhaust coming through the heat exhaust right now? Yes. 
Uh, go ahead and roll interface. Okay. Yeah, make sure you stay in contact. I might be able to help you remotely. Ah! Oh, God. That's a four. The lowest I can roll. Uh, hey, there's actually a lot of heat being exhausted right now. You might need to find another way in. All right. It's not the first time I've broken into a space station from the outside. Uh, I will... Look for another structural weak point that I think I can breach into, given my tools and skill set. <laughs> sure. Can I assist? Can I see anything from the viewport? I mean, there are a number of connection points and airlocks in general. Um, if you're looking for another, like, exhaust port. I'm looking for something more inconspicuous than an airlock, if possible. But if not, then, yeah, I'm kicking in a door. Um, there is an escape pod. Yeah, I'm going to go for that escape pod. Okay. Uh, so I need someone to roll interface to open the escape pod. Uh, all right. I want to see if we can open up that escape pod, you know, uh, from the outside. Can I get involved? Uh, yeah, you're manually inputting stuff. Sure. Okay. Uh, uh, I've got a nine. I think I'm going to save my data point, though. I've got a seven on my get involved. Okay. Which turns that into at least a ten. But either way, there's a complication of some yeah, kind. Yeah, you incur a cost or complication. Mm-hmm. So, so I got it open, yep. for sure. But something's going to go wrong on your end. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Oh, by the way, a perilous order has been obeyed. <laughs> yes. Yes. Damn! Let's mark that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that's true. <laughs> so uh, you are absolutely able to get into the um, the pod, and through it you can get into the space station. You will have to jettison the pod in order to do so. <laughs> um, and as you do, it uh, stops your escape from happening through that pod. It also... Uh, We'll definitely give them your location. Well, a door is a door is a door. <laughs> and I go in through the escape pod. Okay. And I immediately look for a maintenance hatch. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure, you can find one. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to find... So this is a carbon copy, at least from the outside, of the Black Ops station over Titan. Yes. So I'm looking for the maintenance tunnels that I recall from my time there that uh, I know can be used to transport. uh, I can move through them at least somewhat in the station. Yes. Uh, Do I find a hatch that leads to one of those tunnels? Yes. Down the hall. uh, You hear boots coming down that hall, though. Can I uh, see if I can send him a map of the station? Uh, Sure. Access uh, roll interface. Oh, sweet. All right, 12. Yes. That's easy. I'll just email you the map. Badoop. Is there any uh, indication that they know that the ship is there? I mean, they know that an airlock just went off, so somebody definitely came in from the outside, and you did set off an alarm, Tudgy. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um, there's no indication. No, none of the flyers are look like they're being powered on or manned at the moment. We'll keep an eye on those, Lieutenant. Sounds good, Captain. Uh, based on the boots I hear, can I reckon how many folks are coming down that hall? Four. A lot of folks. <laughs> uh, 
is there, uh, if I head away from the boots, is there another maintenance hatch that I can hop into? Eventually, yes. All right, I will start heading towards that way as quietly as possible. Okay, uh, you can go ahead and roll metal. That is a 10. Okay, you are able to sneak away from them and find a hatch. All right, so uh, I get a few hallways down, uh, don't hear any boot steps, and I actually, I recognize this hallway. It's the uh, same same design as the one by Titan, and I find the, the weak hatch in sort of the, the far corner. I've used many a time before. <laughs> you know, find the, find the weak spot, pry it open, and it opens up to the tunnel system, which uh, doesn't go straight to the command center, but gets me pretty darn close, if I recall correctly. And I start making my way towards it. You do. Uh, you don't come across any adverse effects in the tunnels at the moment. <laughs> All right. Uh, where, uh, where precisely uh, does this let me out uh, if I get out closest to the command center as possible? As close to the command center as possible across the hall. Okay, so looking out of this maintenance hatch, uh, do I see folks around there? Yes. How many? Uh, in the actual command center, there's three. Then there seems to be two patrolling uh, around the concentric circle, around the, the hub. Is there a way for me to remain unseen by all of the fellas in the command center while avoiding the patrol? Uh, if you, yes. Okay. I will attempt to make my way into the command center unseen by all the folks in there <laughs> and avoid the patrol. All right. Go ahead and roll sneaky. That is a 12. <laughs> you, you are not spotted. Be, uh, be sure to let me know if there's anything I can do. I, I think I have access to most of the subsystems here, or at least I can try to. All right, Tudge. Uh, so uh, do I have a method of sort of sending messages via text rather than speaking? Um, not really. But uh, might I suggest that he has, like, uh, one of those microphones that, like, attaches yeah, a, to your a, throat? A sub-vocal, sub-vocal microphone. So that he, like, doesn't have to actually... I feel like that could be a part of the tactile neck. <laughs> <laughs> I am wearing the tactile neck. I did not mention it because I figured uh, it's underneath the hab suit I'm wearing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. So I, I get the sub-vocal mic of the tactile neck, but I do not get the stealthy of the tactile neck. <laughs> uh, so I tell Tudge, uh, if it's possible for you to turn off the artificial gravity, I need you to do so on my mark. I'll try. <laughs> okay, can I get access to the artificial gravity systems, Iota? I'm afraid I don't have access to the life support systems at this time. Uh... Can you get me into maybe a terminal where I can try to spoof access to those things? Searching, searching, searching. If you overload this terminal, badoop, I believe it will, in fact, turn off the gravity permanently. All right, I can get the gravity. I can try to get the gravity off. Uh, it's not coming back on if I do that. It may even be a computer crash causing chaos. <laughs> Not a problem. 
All right, so I have successfully snuck up to these fellers. I will attempt to sneak attack all three of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Okay. If anybody can do it. That's a 12 on sneak attack. Are you killing, incapacitating? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to uh, incapacitate all three of them. Uh, Yeah, you succeed. How do you do that? Uh, So I have, they're all sort of huddled around a main terminal, more or less. And uh, I sneak around behind them and I pop up. I throw a sharp elbow into the neck of the one guy on the right. And he crumples as I hit. A pressure point. <laughs> uh, I get my arm around the the neck of the middle fella, and I start. Uh, he's got his hab suit on, so I get my arm around him. Well, wait, oh, do do they? They don't have their hab suit. I on. knew it. Dun, 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 dun. They're fucking mutants. Well, in that case, I get my arm around his neck and start choking him out as uh, I take the my palm on the back of the head of the guy on the left and just slam his forehead into the terminal as hard as I can. Uh, he goes down, and I, I choke the middle fella out. Just, shh, 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 sleep now, fell asleep. Now that you have a closer look at them, are they definitely human? Uh, are they, to my eyes, definitely human? Yes. They don't look mutant-y either. All right. As best I can tell, these are definitely human. Are there uh, any kind of military markings on them? Yeah, they all have, like, bars on their shoulders. or like, you know, they're not wearing, like... Uniforms, but they're definitely wearing. Right, I recognize. Yes. This uniform. Yes. Uh, Ca- right. Captain Dorovan, permission to take a prisoner. It may be worthwhile to see what uh, either genetic or biological modifications have occurred to allow them to exist without habsuits in this atmosphere. If we get them into the airlock, yes. Uh, otherwise, I do not want them put into the ship without decontamination process. Uh, understood, Captain. I'm going to attempt to uh, get access to this terminal and uh, transmit all their data to the Pixis. Basically, uh, with you're going to help yeah. uh, Tudge. Without a success on Tudge's, you can't succeed. Uh, a nine. Yeah, a nine. Well, I got an 11 on my I'm end. saving that for the gravity thing. <laughs> yeah, so you, you are able to do that. All right. And then, while they still haven't noticed me, I would like to set it up so their computer systems fail in a cascading fashion, causing uh, many alerts to start popping up at the far end of the station where I plan to make my egress. You can roll interface. All right. I'm on a six right now. It's about (laughs) time. You have been locked out of the system. All right then. Can uh, we can can we trigger an alert from the outside? We could. We could be a, at least a proximity alert if we if we graze it with the ship. As long as Steve gets into our ship quickly enough, that should work, right? You can tap one side of the station and move along to the other side quickly enough, I assume. Oh, absolutely, in a heartbeat. Steve, do you think you can carry one of those men out with you? Touch. Uh oh, right. I need you to turn off the gravity. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, before you do that, Tudge, let's set off that proximity alert on the other side of the station. Where exactly are you planning on leaving from, Chief Armstrong? I, uh, I, I point out an airlock on uh, one end of the station. Right. We will uh, make our presence known on the other end. Roll pilot. Here we go, Captain. 
Just give it a light touch there, Hasha. Nothing fancy. Just just a tap, Captain. Absolutely. Just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> That's an 11. It's an 11. You succeed. Um, so we're at the far end of the ship, and I just like do a little like quick little swooping maneuver, basically turning the ship upside down as we circle around it. <laughs> and then uh, I release a little dash of air, and um, very, very lightly, just like, on the top of the space station. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that works. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Klaxons go off. And then immediately I, I r- release a little more air and swoop around the other side of the ship down to the bottom where Armstrong is going to be. Sure. And uh, roll your um, gravity interface. I never thought I'd say this, but let's turn off some gravity. <laughs> a seven... Yeah. If um, a computer crash you cause causes chaos. Yeah, I, I would I would like like maybe to shut off a few too many <laughs> support <laughs> systems. Sure. Uh, and maybe crash their computers so like I can't access computers anymore. I'm like so you're on your own, basically. Uh, I can't help my computer anymore. This is like the last thing I could do. <laughs> sure. So you it's a <laughs> yeah, yeah. It goes dark E lights, red E lights. Um, and the gravity goes off. The gravity goes off, and um, some sort of venting system turns on. Oh, jeez. It's a good thing I got a hab suit. <laughs> uh, I pick up the lightest looking fella, and uh, I kick off the terminal, start making my way to the airlock. All right. You do that. As you are now proficient in weightless? Yeah. Uh, there's actually, I believe it's like roll metal. And I, if I do it well, I can describe a moment of exceptional yeah, yeah, acrobatic yeah. grace. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Narrative systems. Oh, fucking weightless. It's only a nine. <laughs> All right. So you successfully traverse. You were actually seen. Yeah, that's why I had them turn the gravity off. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they don't seem to be able to follow you very well, but they do shoot at you. I need you to brace for impact. All right. Uh, can I can I attempt to interpose my prisoner between me and the bullets? <laughs> uh, or would that be part of succeeding on brace for impact? That would be part of succeeding. Oh. Real, real bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, so your hab suit is punctured. Great. Oh boy, would this qualify as a computer crash causing chaos? Yes. <laughs> okay, great. <Yeah. laughs> All right, breathe. Um, so now I'm trying to catch him while he's flying around in any random direction. Uh, so he, your suit was hit. Uh, and so now you may not travel into the void of space. You have, like, this ship must you need to dock. dock. Oh, all right. Hey. Immediately, Hasha, quickly. Hey, Going, docking, guys. docking, moving. Small complication. <laughs> Gonna need you to dock. We're moving into intercept right now. Chief. Hang on, Armstrong. I'm coming for you. Uh, uh, I'm getting my armored hab suit on. Sure. Uh, I will position myself in such a way to return fire at them and use the force of the, the gun to start moving towards the airlock. <laughs> And Sweet. I'll collect uh, the Marines that are uh, able-bodied to uh, the airlock to provide covering fire. I remain at the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll get ready to seal the airlock as soon as possible so that we can uh, disembark. Sure. Okay, you do all of that. 
uh, roll um, your uh, open fire, um, Steve. And one more piloting test from you, Hasha. Um, uh, it's a 10 for Hasha. You, uh, you absolutely pull up and dock. Um, <laughs> the doors don't open on their side. Sense. Touch, could you maybe uh That's why I'm here. Alright, so you did that. Um and you uh what did you roll? I got a twelve on my open fire. Okay, yeah, you succeed. You you Yeah, so I uh I get I get hit sorta of in the side and I start spinning. But I've been trained to deal with weightlessness. <laughs> and I, I uh yeah, so I've got the guy who I had held close. I sort of extend my arm to slow down my spin. And as soon as I line up right, I pull my silent shotgun boomer out <laughs> <laughs> and start taking shots at the fellas shooting at me. How many of them are there? Uh, there's just one right now. All right, so uh, as, I, as I wheel around, uh, I start taking shots at him, and I hit him like, a couple times in the leg and just send him spinning all around <laughs> as I send myself flying straight back towards the airlock. Uh, I'm going to use my friendly uh, torque applicator, the enormous <laughs> wrench that I brought with me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as if all the electronic systems are down, I'm going to try and open this door by force. Uh, as soon as as soon as Tudge gets in the airlock, we shut it behind him. Okay. Because he's going to need to open their airlock and then we will decontaminate Tudge, Armstrong, and the prisoner. Yeah. Once we are away. I'm gonna. Yeah, and I'm gonna. Tr yeah. Kay. It's gonna be. It's gonna be an operation, but sure. it's, we're not over yet. Yeah, yes. So I am. You... For, I'm still gonna force. Try forcibly open. Okay. So roll physique. <laughs> Damn. Am I in natural a two for to... Tudge? <laughs> am I? In a I've got a three. Okay. Am I in position to get involved? Uh. Yes. That's a seven. Okay, so on a partial, you can choose to turn a failure into a partial success, uh, but you incur a cost complication or hard choice in order to get involved. All right, so uh, I see Tudge on the other side of these doors struggling, <laughs> and I, uh, I start you know, trying to pry it open, helping him out, and I hear boots coming around. I hear the gunshots, or you know, I hear boots coming around, and I wheel my prisoner around <laughs> because I do not like getting shot. And I wheel him around, and I'm not sure where the bullets hit him, but they certainly hit him <laughs> uh, oh as we get this door open. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now the door is open. Uh, get in. Yeah, I, I'm, I get in real quick. Uh, and I'm going to try and close our airlock door behind him. Sure, you can just tell Iota to do that. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm going to close the airlock doors. and uh, Airlock sealed? Uh, airlock is sealed. Hasha, you can undock as soon as you're ready. Undocking now, 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 and leaving. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Steve, your prisoner, is he injured? You Are you injured? <laughs> I am for sure shot. <laughs> he is also for sure shot. I do not know where. Uh, I owe to begin a de decontamination process on the uh, on the airlock. Confirm. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna look at um, Armstrong and his prisoner, and I'm gonna try and assess where they're wounded. Uh, Armstrong was only hit in the suit. Okay. Nice. So, but it is fully ripped open, and okay. he was fully exposed to whatever that gas was. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and the prisoner is dead. 
Oh, cool. There's no nothing I can do. He is shot in the chest full form. You can try. <laughs> I think I might have brought my med kit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> every, it, it is part of our crew, like, standard loadout. Everyone has a med yeah, kit. I think I brought my tools. Uh, I'm going to get involved. <laughs> <laughs> What's the stat for... It's, I believe it's, it's expertise. It's expertise. It's patch up. Um, I've got a 10. I got a 9. Okay, so um, this injury is not fatal. But it is um, severe. Sure. Uh, so you can stabilize him to the best of your ability. He will need real medical aid in the next few hours. Sure. Uh, uh, Iota, can I get an estimate on how long it's going to take to decontaminate this airlock? Boom, 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 boom. Ninety minutes. Mm. Uh. Okay, and then I'm going to try and um, first assess the damage on Steve and see if, like, the skin, the exposed, if there's any, is there any exposed skin? And if so, like, what is there? There is absolutely to? exposed skin and nothing looks wrong. Okay. So I'm going to try to patch up his suit, I guess. Sure. Did we get no information at all from the computer? Uh, no, they sent... He did an entire data dump. You, you can go through it if you like. That is another... Um, yeah, I'll go through it. That is another natural two for touch, oh, by the way. God, oh, man. wow. So uh, I, do, I don't... I get a four to patch suit. Why am I not good at the things I'm supposed to be good at? Uh, so you uh, attempt to uh, patch up his suit um, and actually rip... The entire the rest of the leg off, so it just pulls <laughs> around his boot. <laughs> um, Touch, I ain't no expert. <laughs> this I, seems less than ideal for I, um, a, a suit not, designed to go into vacuum. <laughs> I'm not much of a seamster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, as the decan decontamination process is happening, and you're now uh, trying to find um, some sort of sealant or tape to fix his suit. Um, and the guy is stable, but slowly dying. That is where we'll end for the day. Nice. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or specifically approved by Sean Gomes, the creator of Uncharted Worlds, powered by the Apocalypse. The Apocalypse World Engine is property of Lumpley Games, owned by Vincent Baker. For more information, go to www.uncharted-worlds.com or www.lumpley.com.